AK Heads, we are back with part 10 of 12 of the Talking Lead AK Corner presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. And we are graced with his presence. CJ Johnson joining us, ladies and gentlemen. He decided he wanted to join us one time. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> it's, his, it's, his, it's his intro. We've got some big news from Pioneer Arms Corps. That's why we've got CJ on because we want the man himself to deliver it. Uh, Schwell may join us, may or may not. I'll have to apologize. Last episode was my fault. I gave him short notice. Uh, it was kind of a pop-up interview that we did. Um, but he will be on again, trust me. So taking Schwell's place, we brought in the the heavy hitter himself. We've got Q. That's it. Carter. The man, the myth, the legend, all you, that stuff. You love him. You've heard about him. He's been on the show before. Are you still doing your bodyguard thing? I am. Okay. Yeah, EP work will probably pay the bills forever. Are you still doing it with that one individual? Uh, different individual now. Okay. If, you, if you've seen the news in the last six weeks, um, if you look at the most high-profile um, political figure, uh-huh. he probably has a very large uh, Viking-style bodyguard with him. <laughs> I was going to go with Gorilla, but okay. Gorilla, gorilla. Works. Yeah, I don't quite have enough hair like Curtis. Like, if I had that hair, then we could go Gorilla. Well, you got the hair where it matters. That's right. You know, that's right. you got get that facial beard. And CJ's beard is rocking, too. I mean, I got to give you props on your beard, too, brother. It looks good. Digging it. Also rocking a good beard. Uh, she made me cut half of it off. Recently married. I think that's probably why we've not heard from him in a while. The old ball and chain. <laughs> We've got our good buddy, Curtis from the VSO Gun Channel. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here. Welcome in, Curtis. Thanks for joining us. Curtis knows a lot about AKs. Q knows a lot about AKs. CJ, that's why we got these other two on here. <laughs> but CJ knows about Pioneer Arms Corps. So tell us what's going on new and exciting with Pioneer Arms Corps. Started a new partnership uh, that we're going to start doing, working with Blackout Customs. And we're going to start yes. doing – we're going to start doing about uh, – I don't know, around 10 guns a month to start off with. They're going to be custom Cerakoted. Um, so we we partnered up with those guys to do that. We're going to see how it goes, and, and we're going to pick a color a month and do that uh, just for that part. And then we're going to be looking at doing some laser engraving and some other stuff to them mm-hmm. uh, to go out there to kind of specialize our guns. Uh, we've also got some 22 caliber AKs and the Sporter and Hellpup that's going to be coming in before See, that's long. new. And we that's have, exciting. That's great. And we are working. <laughs> a twenty two caliber AK. We're working on a 545. We've also designed a Picatinny rail system for the back of the Hell Pup. Everybody's been asking about a brace, a brace, a brace. Uh-huh. So within the next couple of weeks, you'll be able to go to Classic Firearms and buy our adapter, which will bolt onto the back of our Hell Pup, and then you can slide a uh, SB brace right on the back of it. Very nice. And, and we've posted some pictures. Uh, some of you lead heads have put some braces on yours. Uh, now it's going to be a lot easier. And... For you guys that like to add your Picatinny rail on top and you're worrying about zero and everything else, we've taken our, our sight trunnion and we've taken the sight off of it and we've added a Picatinny rail that extends back over the dust cover that's fixed and solid onto the gun. But for you guys who can't afford the red dot right off the bat, like Curtis, who's, rec- <laughs> who's recently married, we've uh, dovetailed it so you can use that Picatinny for a sight. He's been budgeted. So we've we've got those that are coming out, and, and we don't anticipate um, any change to the price of the gun. Curtis, how's life on a budget nowadays? What budget? <laughs> I'm waiting to see the, uh, the the Curtis Man Cave garage sale that's going to happen. You know, like, hey, uh, right? I, I haven't used this in a while, and maybe if you're a good friend, we can cut loose of it, you know? Yeah, she's going through making a list. This, is, this has yeah. got to go. This has got to go. Your antler's got to go. What you guys don't realize is that she walked into the vault room that I put in last year, and she looked at her wall, and she's like, why don't I have more guns on my wall? <laughs> so y'all can say that's that a good sort one. of stuff. That's a good one. But y'all, a good one. y'all are just jealous that you didn't get one of those. Mud girl you, knows we love her. Yeah, we're just y- busting didn't. Y'all didn't shop chops. for that criteria when you were shopping. <laughs> and what you don't understand is you're in the honeymoon phase. We were all there. That's how we bust his bubble. That's how we all picked them. 
I've, I've been it's married coming, for 21 friend. years. You can come back and see me again shortly. You know. So me, all right. Well, this edition of the we'll, AK we'll, Corners we'll, marriage counseling. We'll, we'll put we'll put we'll put that on the line. We'll we'll, we'll see. All right. But all so the tie-in with Blackout Customs, correct, is why we have Q here because right. Q has recently joined forces with our good buddy Tucker. Yep. Tucker's been on the show several times. So you guys are more than just Cerakote because it used to be Blackout. Right, the name was Blackout Custom Cerakote, and and the majority of work done was super high-end paint jobs, Cerakoting on custom weapons, stuff like that. What we've done is we're we're branching out. I want to build a larger customer base. I want to do more than just Cerakoting. So we're going to do, as we have done in the past, more of frame mods, slide mods, uh, some custom work guy comes in has a standard Glock now we'll put night sights or a, a better trigger in there you know and 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 paint it mod it the way that it wants to be so that, that guy's happy right we want to increase our customer base more to that average guy not the guy that has you know a five thousand dollar budget that's mm-hmm. awesome if you do come hey, see me you for can do real. Some, you just really right. good work then huh? but also the guy who has a standard Glock or an MMP or a CZ or something that just wants to customize it that little bit mm-hmm. just to make it his. You right. know? And you've showcased some of your work out here today right. or this week. Uh, amazing engraving work. Uh, phenomenal stuff. And some of those guns doesn't you wouldn't think until you got right up on it that it was laser engraved, like the, the Joker one. And right. you guys can go to their Instagram pages as we're talking pull up the the work that you're seeing and it's just i mean it's amazing the work that you're doing that steampunk one the steampunk's amazing i mean if you actually get up close and look at it it is hours and hours of cad drawings to create a file that fits perfectly on the weapon um it's somebody that's a hell of a lot smarter than me yeah and it's hours once you look at it i mean you can spend hours just looking at it and see all the new and different patterns right. and, and stuff that's on it. It's really cool. Same so. thing with the uh, Sicario-themed 2011. So the laser only works if it's on a flat surface. Mm-hmm. So as you look at the slide, we're having to readjust the laser and everything else every time we rotate that gun. Oh, wow. So it fits flat, and then there's a 45-degree angle at the top. We have to reset and readjust for everything and then ensure that the files align perfectly so that you don't have it off because and you it, can't it may, mess up i wouldn't think on that laser engraving no it's there you mess up once right so <laughs> you know we're, we're having to, to spend you quite be a bit of precise time every time every single time it's a it's a perfection yeah and a lot of people don't understand what goes into that and they're wondering why some of those are so expensive and that's right I mean, that's why and that's what it is and then Very if you look intensive. at the paint job itself on the steampunk <clears throat> it wasn't as much of a uh as a a deal as some of the other weapons if you look at like the joker one they're nine different colors mm-hmm. so we won't put out any trade secrets on how we do it or what we're doing because that's why we are who we are yeah but it's uh it's very labor intensive and it's not something that's simple and if you're familiar with Cerakote at all you know we were talking multiple guys multiple days to do that paint job yeah it's amazing but you guys can do anything as simple as just doing one one coat, somebody just wants to do a single color all the way up to these yep. elaborate ones. That, I mean, you guys are even getting into, like, leather wraps on some of the right. the stocks and the magazines. You know, I've seen yep. that, too. Yeah, so we're you're getting just, very creative with the materials that you're using. I'm fortunate that Tucker is uh, an artist above everything else. You know, I'm a mouth. I'm, I'm good at what I do. I shoot the guns very well. But, but Tucker's very good at, at making things pretty and doing whatever. Shut up, CJ. Don't even. You shoot the guns okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to go a completely different yeah, direction. I, right. I thought so, too. Yeah. Uh, CJ, you got to be at least as tall to talk shit about shooting. You know, so I'm not worried about that. Um, he's, he's held it up to his nipples. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. His hand up to his nipples. Um, but, yeah, we, we do mild to wild you know if you want to come in and get something that's just absolutely insane that's gonna that's gonna basically break the internet then we can do that if it's the practical application of something real whether it's a single color or very light slide cuts just to improve the texture and the function of your normal weapon to help in um, 
you know, tactical situations, whether we're in Florida and you've got sunscreen all over your hands or we're up north and it's freezing cold, you know, by adding some serrations and things like that, we're simply just modding the weapon to make it a little more practical. Right. Um, but we can do it all. Very good. So you guys make sure you go to what's your your Blackout Custom Cerakote at Instagram. Okay. And that is that going to change? You're going to change? I don't know yet. Um, the web page is blackout-customs. Okay. Blackout. Yes. Blackout-customs.com. .com. Okay. Um, you know, if and when things get better and, and I don't, I'm not afraid of losing brand recognition by dropping the Cerakote on the Instagram name, then we probably will. Okay. Because they won't let you just like change your name and keep your existing followers, will they? As far as I know, I can just change the name and just drop it. But I don't yeah. want people to come in and then try to find it and then and lose it lose it because and there's something different. I got you. So it's kind of a brand recognition deal. Yeah, you can instantaneously change your username on Instagram. Currently, oh, okay. Currently, yeah. There you go. We've got our Instagram expert here, Curtis, in the house. You're welcome. Normally, he tries to charge me $25 for that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, today, he's feeling good and it's free. So what uh, CJ's telling us is you're going to do some collaboration on some projects with the with the help pups and maybe the sporters and right. We've signed a deal with them right now where we're going to start off doing ten a month and we're going to do custom colors um, on that. And so and it's only going to be ten guns that we do. Uh, we're not going to do any other ones that are, and this is going to be OEM. Mm -hmm. So you know same warranty and everything else applies to the gun. No changes. So if there's a problem with it or something else and we have to bring it back, you know, God forbid. Um, you know, we're going to make the gun right and it won't be like you buy it and get it Cerakoted, then it gets messed up and then you got to worry about all the money you lost on the Cerakote and we're not doing that. So we're going to take care of that. We'd like to get up to 25 or even 50 a month, uh, but we want to keep the number down so it's a rarity. So you can say, look, I've got my help up and it's Cerakoted in, in flat dark earth. Mm -hmm. And you know you're one of the ten that have it done because there is no other ones that are done. And right. then the next month we'll go to a different color or something else. And, and as, as things progress, we'll end up doing some uh, some battle worn or some multi cam or some type of camouflage. And what we'll do is we'll custom mix those paints every single time, so that while you got a battle worn this month, we may do battle worn again in five months, but it will not be the same color or the same pattern. You know, each one is hand done, so it's going to be different. But we don't want to. We're not going to regurgitate the thing, same thing over and over, where every January, July, and December you're getting the same color. Like, that's not going to happen. No. no, and the Wolf booth at the NRA show, um, Q's going to be there, and they're working on uh, one of our PM63s, and they're going to be taking the PM63 and Cerakoting it and getting it all ready, and it's going to be a giveaway at NRA. Oh, nice. Uh, just got to go by at the, the Wolf, Wolf booth. booth. Just got to go by, do that. It'll be Wolf slash Pioneer, but it's Wolf booth. They've, they're kind enough to let us get in, and... Cerakote Customs is going to be there, and you go in and sign up, sign up the cool. little form, and uh, put your contact information and stuff on it. And uh, last day of the show, we're going to give away this two thousand plus dollar uh, pistol. And and just so you know, you know the the it's Mark Circle Eleven. You know, so it's one of the Circle Eleven products that we have, and and why I'm saying Circle Eleven. Let yeah, me the significance of that. Yeah. Let me go ahead and hit all the naysayers out there. Um, we repeat this quite often on everything, and and we seem to have the same issue with it. Uh, Rodham, Poland is, is is a fairly large city, and there are three gun companies in Rodham, Poland. There's FB, which is Fabric Roni, which is actually a government contracting company, mm -hmm. which they work for the government of Poland. They're a state company. And they were formerly Circle 11. Circle 11 went bankrupt. Uh, when Circle 11 went bankrupt, Pioneer Arms bought Circle 11's license to make the Kalashnikov. So we are licensed to do it. That's why we were able to sell the guns outside of the country. We bought the license. We bought all the machinery. And we brought all the employees over. So the same people that made the Circle 11 guns are making them now, the same equipment that made the Circle 11 guns, are making them now. They just get more money, and they've got a paycheck. The only thing we don't have is a Circle 11 designation. We have the Factory 11 designation, but the guy that bought the Circle 11 designation out of bankrupt bought it as an investment for $150,000. And we're not paying $150,000, so our guns could be named Circle 11. Mm -hmm. So our guns are made in Rodham. 
the Circle 11 factory does not exist. The guns from Circle 11 that are still out there are just that. They're the ones that's left. But as far as the machinery that made the guns, the employees that made the guns, the license that the gun was made on, we own all of that. So I guess the best way to describe it is for the people that believe in the FB gun and they want an FB gun, they should try to go buy an FB gun because FB can't make full guns because they don't have the license and they're a state-owned company. There you go. So and go the, to Pioneer Arms. Pioneer Arms. And the other factory in Poland that in Rodham that makes the AKs is Interarms, and we own that company also. There you go. So I hope that cleared it up for some of you guys. We've had had some questions on that, a lot of a lot of people saying, how are you able to make these rifles and do this and say they're from Rodham? Well, it's because they are from Rodham. You know, we're a huge, we're a huge, you know, the, the reason that we have so few guns that come into country right now is because we're a huge military arms manufacturer. We do, you know, our, our bread and butter is making military guns. You know, the guns that we sell in the U.S. is just trying to establish a little bit of a market here. Um, you know, in the guns, we don't make as much money off the civilian market guns. Yeah. Uh, but when we have a, a, a an overage of parts from making our military guns, rather than just sitting around, um, yeah, and that's common for most of the manufacturers is they go after government contracts because that's where the big, you know, their big money is. Big money. Yeah. So that's how they survive. Kirsch, you got any input on that? On the. Uh, Fact, the facts that that CJ just laid mm-hmm. out, yeah. Like, uh, I don't. Or you want me to dispute facts or confirm facts or like the facts are the I, facts. I mean, they yeah. just basically. So you got nothing to add. So Curse has nothing I, yeah, to add to sorry. that. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> okay. he did a good job. I mean, if you wanted to expound or anything, you're a big. So Curtis is a big AK guy. Curtis uh, is probably uh, one of the reasons why I started this this segment and got into AKs. And wanted to learn more about them personally. So, um, how did you originally get into the the AK rifle? What into, got you interested? Actually, the, uh, the the very first AK that I ever got uh, introduced to, my brother actually purchased, right? And he started bringing it around. And I was like, wow, this is uh, a lot of fun to shoot. We should pay more attention to what's going on. And so, I purchased a few of them. And then they started rolling in. We started working with various manufacturers around the industry and we started seeing trends in certain guns from certain people and basically that was how we started to evaluate AKs was to just get a feel for each of the things that the the different countries are making mm-hmm. for instance um, I'm a I'm a big fan of Polish guns mm-hmm. in general um, I think they make a one of the better AK kits that are out there um, I'd say that they're very comparable to the original Russian, but we know that those are harder to get these days. Expensive, yeah. And expensive. Um, so Polish kits, Polish kits a really good bet, and I would also say something like a Hungarian is a good bit. Yeah. You know, but now you start to deviate when you go into some of the other satellite countries. So um, a really good example would be uh, what a lot of people don't realize, I guess, is that each of, uh, of the individual countries in the Soviet Union – each of the satellite states had their own little bit of autonomy that they could put into their own weapons programs. So each of those countries have different different spins on the same specs, right. if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not autonomy. They don't have the license to be able to do it. So they no, have I, to they have to change it. I meant uh, sorry. Uh, I meant forty years ago. Okay, but but I mean the the process of the guns and stuff that they do now. Uh, the way that the the world is one corporation, there's so many laws and stuff that come up as far as being able to make the gun. So everyone is is doing their little spin on it and everything. It's the original license um, to be able to make the guns. A lot of people like to come out and say mil spec and this gun's mil spec and it's that. And you know mil spec is actually where a piece of paper follows a gun around, so you know exactly where it's at. And that's why mm-hmm. you know that's why. I, uh, a part that you could buy out on the street for 40 bucks costs $400 in the military is because it's able to track if there's an issue with that product. So our gun, as far as layman terms or the civilian terms, is made off military specifications as far as the licensing goes. So whereas the Kalashnikov mag is X number of centimeters wide, ours is the exact same thing as long as it's our barrel, the rifling, you know, the same thing for our trunnions, the same size. So that's why 
when you get one of our guns, our guns are interchangeable with the Kalashnikov versus one of the Hungarian guns or one of the Yugoslav guns and stuff. We've all had them and the, you know, the parts don't fit for that. Like right. an AR is a universal fit. I mean, it's one AR part. Everybody's got the AR. same specs for that. Yeah. You know, and the one thing that is different on AKs, you know, that is the boat head. Uh, a lot of boat heads and stuff like that, but due to the fact that they're... Now explain to that to our, our newbies what that is. Yeah, with, with the boat head on the rifle, they're, they're forged. And then after they're forged, they have to be machined. Or even if they're cast, they have to be machined after that so that they fit the trunnion, basically where they go in and lock the barrel. Curtis did a really good segment talking about how the difference between an AR locking and the difference of an AK locking on the different degrees of actually what locks and holds the boat into place. Thank you, CJ. Where can we find that at? Uh, you can find that at the VSO Gun Channel on YouTube. So uh, give them give them a little taste of what you're going into. I mean, don't tell them the whole video, but you know. uh, yeah. So like, if you look at um, if you look at AKs, for instance, they lock at uh, two, really two points: the the primary and secondary locking lug. Primary lug being on the left side. Uh, CJ's phone <laughs> on the right side. Um, <laughs> you got Bozo the Clown here. Um, uh, on the right side is the secondary lug, and a lot of times those uh, forces need to be balanced properly. Well, if they're improperly balanced or improperly mm-hmm. fit, then you can get peening of one of those lugs. Um, that particular video yeah. looks at the AR versus the AK and how the um, the AK is uh, uses that system of two lugs versus, uh, the. I think the a- AR, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's got seven, I think, mm-hmm. lugs, and they're distributed around the whole... Uh, pretty much the whole sub- circumference of the of the breech face, if you will, versus the AK uses a narrow band on either side and distributes the load on two of those lugs. But it uses more of a shear force to lock up than, say, a an, a, an AR does. Yeah. Uh, so don't, don't give them any more. That's all they get. Yeah, yeah, that's all, so that's you guys got to go watch it. That's all like, you yeah, get. Like, you, no, I mean, so that's... <laughs> that's that's, but that's that's, like, that's a taste of what you get from from the VSO Gun Channel. Curtis goes into really good details about things, very scientific uh, about his methods, uh, way over my head on a lot of stuff. So, but he's really good about bringing it down to layman's terms. So I try sometimes. sometimes you do. I fail. You do a good job of it, man. Yeah, you understand yourself. I'm like you, Marty. I'm like this. It points this way, and, and you <laughs> squeeze this thing, and it gets real loud, and then it makes a noise downrange, and then right, if it, it sends it right, that you way. do the exact same thing again, and like. If you didn't do it, you suck. We don't know what to tell you. But maybe go. Get you know a little more about back. about you guns know? than that. You're underselling yourself too, man. Oh, that's funny. People all the time are like, "Hey, man, I've got this, and it's a this, this, this." I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, bud. Really? And they're like, well, "You got?" It. I'm like, "No, I, I'm really not. Like, I, <laughs> I am by no means. Um, I am a fan of, of firearms. Don't get me wrong. Like them when I, they work. But right? I am not a gun nerd. Like I can't tell you that a uh, a Smith and Wesson six two six means whatever. Like I you don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't. I loved hearing all that, and I got. I'm yeah. a huge AR guy. I like ninety three ten on the bolts and stuff, and listening to some of the stuff. I don't know anything about it. A- introduce AKs. yourself to our AK corner. My name's John Williams. I'm a friend of CJ's, and go back a little bit in history yeah. with him. But. John will be on our our regular episodes as well. We'll hear a good interview with him and uh, another one of his. John's been buddies. John's been a little bit in modest. He's a bronze star, a war hero from Iraq. He was there during the initial. There we win. go. During the initial evasion, um, he actually stood on a bridge one night when he was going to be overrun by 44 tanks and refused to back down and stood there and and uh, fought him during the night. And he did several tours after that and uh, retired out with, um, you know, with, with full benefits and stuff. And he's uh, not only a great friend, he, he was a great soldier. There you go. That's who you are. Okay. There you go. <laughs> that's the version. I was, was going to throw in. Right? undersellers. I was going to throw man. the version of "Born in the Day Bruce Lee died" because the world wasn't big enough for both of us. You <laughs> left that out. So. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I am out. <laughs> back back on the AK real quick to to hit the boat. So basically, the boats have to be uh, you know filed, and some of them have to be hand fitted to go ahead, depending on the machining process to do it because we're. You know, just, just like Russian stuff like that, we use EO techniques for doing it, and mm-hmm. you don't get the precise uh, fit. So a lot of the boats are actual fitted per the barrels, um, you know, that, that make them, you know, Curtis is going with the, the two hits on there, and I think you said it was, what, 30% or something like that of actual? Yeah, it was like 30 and 20. 30% and like 20, so, you know, it's of actual contact it has on the on the boats to be able to do it. 
So a lot of the boats and stuff are hand fitted, and that's the same way that they were they were done in Russia. And, you know, and, and it's it makes a better, tighter fit on the boat than your standard uh, machine boat to go up there because there is such little contact to be able to hold the boat uh, whenever you're firing the rounds. Can I, can I issue a correction? Sorry. So like the uh, if you look at the primary and secondary lug, you're looking at like I said percentage. Uh, I screwed it up in my brain. It was like 25 degrees on one side and like 30 degrees on the other side. So right. versus like 270 degrees on an AR. Okay. Right. So you can but see if that. they go watch the video, yeah, they'll, they'll see it in the video. Yeah. 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 So, but well, one of the other things I want to add to video. what, what, uh, what CJ was saying is that, uh, there's really two types of AKs out there. Uh, the ones that are hand fitted at the factory and the ones that are kind of sort of chiseled out at the factory and then they're allowed to basically beat themselves into into forging mm -hmm. and the ones that cj's talking about are are hand fitted ak's that allow that they're matched the trunnion is matched to the bolt so that you don't have that growing headspace over time type situation and talk about the importance of that so the the way a headspace because that's been in the the community yeah. here, the headspace issue. So headspace really quick is just where the round indexes in the chamber. And then it's a, just a length measurement, literally. But if you've got a gun that is not hand fitted at the factory, like hand lapped or stoned or whatever you want to call, whatever verb you want to use for that, um, then those rough surfaces that you see in some of like, uh, maybe like a Wasser 10 or something like that, not to throw anybody under the bus, but we're talking right. about a... a, a a lower end rifle mm -hmm. um, then that, that actually costs more than the pioneer rifle <laughs> uh, well we could even go with country of origin on on that maybe even you know depending on it but if you look at the bolt lugs on that they look like mm, maybe they were cut out with like a hacksaw even like they've got machining marks on them as the gun fires those two surfaces are going to beat against each other and they're going to forge themselves into a stronger piece of metal when that occurs dimensional changes will occur they're not necessarily bad dimensional changes, but right. that, that gun was designed to be made at a price point that way to eliminate the extra man hours required to hand fit that bolt to that trunnion. And that will cause a growth in headspace. So a lot of times, a lot of times when guys come out, you, we see all these different videos and stuff and, and, and machinists and stuff really tilt their head because you see people, that, the big thing is like, you know, Brownhouse has gauges. I'm going to get a gauge and I'm going to gauge my gun. Mm -hmm. And you'll see them drop the gauge in the gun, and the gauge doesn't fit exactly. And I'm talking about the go, no-go gauge. Uh, and it doesn't fit exactly like it should. And you'll watch them slam the boat forwards. You'll watch them knock the gauges in. And that's the wrong not, way to do it. That's yeah. not how these gauges are to be used. To do it, yeah. um, you know, in a lot of these times, like when Curtis is talking about, the guns would deliberately come from the factory so that they're when the you know they're at the, the no gauge and they're designed to be able to have the head skit, the head space grow into the rifle as it goes up there one of the ways to tell i know the question out here people got how do i know if i've got a hand fitted boat or i don't have a hand fitted boat there you go if you pull out your boat and the boat head has a serial number on it that matches your rifle then that boat was fit for your rifle if it doesn't have a serial number on that boat then you don't have a hand fitted boat you know, and that easy enough. That process takes takes a lot more time than to be able to, you know, than the normal way um, of being able to just grab whatever's in the box and stick it in there because it shows that that individual took the time to make sure that that boat probably f properly fit and then stamped the serial number on it before it was placed inside of that gun. A little bit of something that you know that you don't know unless you're in that part of the world. You think it's a nicety, it's a good tip. Uh, but when you see that identification on there, then it's like, oh, that's an original part. It's like a, you know, you bought a '72 Chevy Nova and it's really awesome and it's got a 427 and it's a great collector car, and then you realize that. You know the numbers don't match on anything different transmission different right. frame and you know it's not not the high dollar car you thought you had bom, bom, bom. <laughs> so uh in your your vast experience with the ak's testing the the ak's curtis um what is what is like the prime thing that you're looking at to tell whether it's a, a quality ak or not well the first thing i would look at is uh the first thing that I would uh, tell somebody was crying. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first thing I would look at is uh, we. If you're talking, are you talking factory new? 
or are you yeah, talking, let's, let's talk factory new factory first. new yeah. okay the first thing that anybody who who who's buying an ak should do is do exactly what cj said which is open it up look inside of it first of all look at those surfaces look and see if the serial numbers match all that sort of stuff those are really good indicators that it's going to be a quality rifle next thing you want to do is look at the lugs on the bolt and the trunnion mm-hmm. do they look haggard if they don't look haggard it's loose pretty, haggard yeah yeah, yeah. um if you want to go above and beyond that, you want to have a set of those gauges that we're talking about. And different gauges fit different ways. Uh, there's two different specs. There's the European spec, the CIP spec, and then you got the SAMI spec. Uh, they fit differently. You have to go research that on the internet. And I would say the most important thing that you should do as an AK prospective AK owner is do your homework on what you're buying before you go don't don't just show up to the shop and be like that one looks pretty Mm -hmm. or that one looks ugly i want that one right like you can't really do that in this day and age so you should do your homework before you show up but forged components definitely definitely important in the in the rifle and when you're saying the forged, which which components are they looking to be forged the one the what i would say the the minimum for forged components is the bolt and the trunnion it'd be great if the carrier was forged too um, excuse me, the bolt and the front trunnion. Front trunnion, yeah. yeah. This I don't really care about the rear trunnion. Um, they can be they could be cast if if necessary. Yeah. Uh, if it depends on what the price point is looking like. And the, their the, casting process would. The original original AK had twenty cast parts. You know now it's now you could get up to where it's twenty two cast parts. Um, we went through the research and everything else and Pioneer Arms and we have we have a cast trunnion on our. Um, AK, and that being said, on our Help Up and Supporter both, our Trunnion has a lifetime guarantee. It was one of the questions that everybody come up about, and it's something that we've got. We get a lot of hits on and stuff for having a cast Trunnion. We think it's, we yeah. think it's it's better because we we control the mix of of materials that we use to be able to do that. Uh, but it has been a, a hit, you know, and it's something that in the near future. Um, we will probably change. It's going to change the price of a gun a couple of dollars to be able to do it. But, I mean, we are seriously considering of going to a forged trunnion. Really? Okay. Not due to the fact that our cast trunnions have failed, but, you know, good God, they've beat this horse to death. And every time you turn around, the only thing we get is, you know, we don't make – Circle 11 makes gun and rod them, not Pioneer, <laughs> and that – uh, you know your your cast trunnion sucks. Well, that's what we're here. We're here to dispel <laughs> those rumors. So yeah. we're so we're looking at going back to forged, um, just for the sole purpose of that's what the customer wants. Are you gonna do both all your trunnions that way, the the front we're, and rear. Well, we're gonna do the rear trunnion is the rear trunnion holds the to get holds the gun together. It's not. Yeah. I mean, if if it's if you have a help up, it's a solid rear trunnion that's drilled for a. Um, picatinny rail to go on the back of it for like the sb brace and if you don't have that then you have a trunnion that's hollowed out for the uh buttstock to go in it you know mm-hmm. so i mean the, the original gun like i said is is 20 cast parts to be able to that's how it was designed to do it the is is what curse was saying yeah the the boat the boat is important and the boat the boat should be you know forged or cast if it's done with quality stuff the problem we have with casting is there was so many things coming from overseas countries and not europe that we weren't able to control the material that was coming in so you had cast parts that were breaking and and Mm. you still see that in a lot of guns that are coming from overseas not necessarily the european part of overseas but you still see a lot of guns now that are breaking because they have poor casts yeah so able to control in that you've changed that and we've done that but like i said we're going to go back and and we're re-looking at it now and it's it's something that we may do we're working with our our buyers to see if they want to go ahead and do the cost increase and we've never had since we've been making the gun we've never had one come back and, and you've We're got not run- talking hundreds of dollars you know cost increase as far as the end consumers well, right? well, we're talking thousands of dollars increase because we've got to go back and do the mode, and it changes our stuff to do it. But and I think he's saying we will for the end. Yeah, yeah, we, we will get our. We you. will get our. Well, that's right. We will get our money back of our off of our investment, but it's still an investment, and it's you know when you make twelve thousand military guns a month that are full auto, mm-hmm. and they have a cast trunnion in it. 
and then you have Bob from his basement that's complaining that this cast trending is horrible. It's really hard to get that manu- you know, the manufacturer that I work with. It's hard to get my boss to invest fifteen thousand dollars in the modes and stuff to be able to start to start doing this sure. for the tooling because he's like, why? You know, these these guns have been in the military and they've got thousands they're of rounds. They're running fine, them, yeah, and they're running full auto. So you know, and it's going back to the American people and what they want. So. In the near future, you're saying Americans are spoiled little brats. They were saying, "I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying. I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that's that. what they are. What I'm saying is, is, is we have to bend. The Bob call. needs to get out of his basement for one. I was going to well, say. I will say that that there are a lot of people out there that speak based on something they read from someone else that read. That that first guy probably had no idea what the fuck he was talking about, yep. and then all of a sudden, well, I heard this guy say that it has to be this, and then next thing you know, half of America is saying, well, it doesn't work because I personally, and no, you didn't, you never did, you don't even have a friend that did it. You, you live in a you state. You heard somebody. You, you live regurgitated in a, a video. You saw a YouTube right. video. Yeah, you yeah. live in a state where you can't even own that firearm, you know, and right. your mom wouldn't let you yeah. take it in the base to begin with. Right. So just send them to so, the, the Talking Lead AK corner. They'll get the facts. So so if I could go back, like, I wasn't. You try, can. Yeah, you I wasn't can. trying to throw uh, Pioneer Arms under the bus or by any means by having a, a cast. No, 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 no. We, no, we've. We've yeah. talked about this before yeah, on the show. We know that the cast that they do is quality cast. So. To be clear, what CJ said is absolutely correct in that casting has gotten a bad rap because of the substandard parts that have come from mm-hmm. Asia, for instance. Right? Those are those are the issues that we're that we're talking about here. Right. Um, casting, if done properly, can be a viable material or can be a cast material can be a viable can be made into a viable part for an AK-47, provided that it's done properly and that it's heat treated properly. But we all know that that thing that you bought off eBay that you that you bought from Southeast Asia right. is probably not going to be as good a quality as the thing that you bought that well, is made in America. Let's get into those guns. The the you know buying it off the internet. You know, I bought this from this site, and it's you know how can I tell if it's oh if that's it's shit or if it's real or well, there you run into a completely different deal. You're going by at that point in time. If you're buying something off of like a web a website, yeah, that is person doing to it, person or something. Yeah, yeah that you you've got to have really solid either pictures or you got to be going off of solid reputation of that firearm. You should probably buy it new, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, a lot of these people don't. They're out there you're wheeling and dealing. And I got a PM sixty three in for repair. As you know, where the PM sixty threes are coming out, there, there's there's only fifteen hundred that are going to be sold um that's why it's pretty neat that that uh, blackout has given one out yeah um but i got one in the other day that someone had taken a kit and as you know when they come in the country the receiver has to be cut um and i got one in the other day that somebody had welded the receiver back together and grinded it down and then sent it back in to me for repair Uh, telling me that they had just purchased this firearm and since we had just put them out that this was that uh, was one of those firearms and it it was the oddest thing that i've ever seen in my life Uh, did you send it back oh there was i have the just keep it (laughs) well uh, i have the gun i have the gun in the warehouse i should take pictures of it Um, you should yeah but I'm not because it's customer service. But yeah, this, so this guy sends us back. Send and, me the pictures. Well, it, the guns go. The guns go into the ATF because what the guy did was he took a firearm and he attempted to make it back into its full auto configuration. Oh, and he jacked it up doing. I got you. Due to the fact of the the welds <laughs> yes. and stuff that he had inside of it, where it looked like I welded it. Um, yeah. It's it was poorly done but just how that the consumer tries to pass stuff off as this is mm-hmm. the issue uh you were in here the other day mm-hmm. and my other customer service guy was here where a guy got a uh got an ak-47 that we made and and he got it and he cut the stock off of it and he cut it too close to the trunnion and cut part of the trunnion off of it and right. he wants us to repair it and, and he was telling me about a shotgun too you know they used a, to do the shotguns here it's and a, no it, we, we and it wasn't to, even your right we made your brand it was a turkish shotgun we make the coach <laughs> we make the coach shotguns yeah and a guy's son bought a shotgun it was called the pioneer trail gun yeah and he bought it off cheaper than dirt i believe and he calls us and says hey i've got this 20 gauge pump shotgun 
blah, 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 and there's an issue, and we just bought it, and they said, it's a manufacturer thing, so I'm calling you, and I said, sorry, we, we didn't make that gun. Yeah, you did. It's got your name on it, Pioneer. And I said, nope. <laughs> just I said, where does, where does it say it's made at? He goes, what well, it says it's made in Turkey? And I said, okay, it's not my gun. We, we're not in Turkey. This guy bashed me on the internet for three weeks about how we wouldn't do customer service on a gun we never uh, it made. It wasn't even your gun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, get your company straight for that, one. That is a thing that does happen. Like we we think that that doesn't happen because they're like regulated items, like they're firearms. But they a, that absolutely does happen where other country other ripoffs happen and across the world, and they try to sell it as other pass people's it off product. as another yeah. brand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The Chinese don't care. Right. Uh, I'm probably going to get a Chinese a Yakuza hit on me or something like that later today. Nah, you'll be good. <laughs> She's shaking his head. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you're saying that that two hundred so dollar, dollar Louis Vuitton purse I bought wasn't real? Two hundred, the twenty five dollar Louis Vuitton. Yeah, purse. It was twenty five. Yeah. It said made in China yeah. on the inside. You got I taken. Was yeah, you got way taken on that. <laughs> if you paid two hundred for it, Man. it was a twenty five dollar one. Let's uh, let's hear about your experiences with the AK Q. You know, to be honest, I've never really been a big fan of the AK until recently. Um, coming from a background it's always been the enemy's gun mm-hmm. i was familiar with it i know how to operate it i know how to use it um because it's important to know your enemy enemy's and stuff gun. like that yeah. so i always knew the capabilities and stuff like that but because i've always fought against it it's never been anything that i was interested in mm-hmm. um, cj does have a really nice mark krebs one-off 5.45 that i've tried to steal probably 25 30 times and he always gets it back and that kind of started my my interest into. Would you would you be talking about the one that has a charging handle on both sides and a safety on both sides? Yes, and yes. It, now now the, he's just rubbing it yeah, in. Yeah, now he's just rubbing it in. But yeah. one day I will steal it, and when it turns up missing, I think you need you need to send it to him for a Cerakote or yeah, engraving something, anything yeah. at all. He's like uh, <laughs> the safe. The safe <laughs> is generally not locked, so I can get it. I just have it. But that's when I started kind of getting into it more and more and more. And then through the last seven. I guess seven years now that I've been up here um, at every single big three event, I've come across more and more AK companies and more parts and I've fired them more and and in an attempt to educate myself more along the lines of how Curtis does, knowing more than just the basic capabilities, I've become more and more of a fan of it. And uh, the market is growing and I'm a fan of it now. I think it's cool. I think there are a lot of companies out there that are doing really neat things, you know, like Pioneer Arms. You know, it's something that uh, I, I really enjoy. It's something I think is cool. And What have you done I, to your, your help up? Have you done any customizations to it? or Nothing. Nothing yet? I, I treat it like it's stolen. That's all I do. <laughs> are I, you going to throw a, um, a brace or anything like that on it? I will. Once they come out, I will absolutely put a brace on it. Um, but for now, we just run magazines through it after magazine mm-hmm. through it. We leave it in the dirt. We let it pick up, fall down, whatever. Um, There's a, I treat guns His SOT. Tools. His SOT's in the works, so I foresee a SBR coming out pretty soon with it. So. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. You know, and with our with our SOT that you probably shot the SBR back there, and it's a oh yeah, that help up is a great little SBR. Yeah, it's a fire breathing monster. Shoots really good. Now another one of your guys that work for you, uh, Joe. Um, don't know Joe's last name, but we had Joe on and talking about him. He has son Joey, so I guess Joe Junior, and uh, he's got one of your help ups. He braced it out and. You know, it's all worn where he's been running around and, and shooting it too. Joe Romo. Yes. And that's he, him. his isn't an S his isn't an SBR. No, it's he, braced. His, his yeah. is braced, yeah. And yeah. it's he's went and did the Which war is what for, most of our listeners are gonna do because they don't want to deal with the, the SBR bullshit. Well, why wait and, nine months for someone to tell you you can do something and to go, yeah. put a brace on it, do it today. And to go back with that, what we've done is it's different from most manufacturers are is we've already pre pre drilled the back of our help up. So when you buy one, it's already pre drilled that'll fit most of the adapters that are out there that you can just screw on mm-hmm. uh, with two Allen screws. And then we've come out with our own Picatinny rail that fits the back of it that's designed just for the SB brace. Um, and I think Classic is going to have some package deals here before long with that. And, the, and our adapter plate on the back is going to break the bank. I think retail it's going to be under 20 bucks for the adapter to go on. And it's going to let you put whatever SB brace that you want to stick on it on it. 
Good. And then you go to Classic. To get, classic, to get classic. Up. I think Classic is actually going to do some deals with SB braces and okay. with that. But Classical, Classical B have the Picatinny rails when they come in. Very good. Now, uh, John, you know you spent some time over in Sand with CJ, and you've had experience on the other end of the AK. You know, talk, talk about some of your experiences against the AK. Against the AK, well, um, wasn't much of a battle because. <laughs> Actually, just we we actually used the AKs quite a bit because we were only issued what fifteen rounds per weapon, one magazine. Of, so Holy the first crap. thing we did when we crossed the berm was picked up an AK, and and um, I kind of like the uh, RPK versions with the twenty inch barrel, and I I don't own one, but you know mm-hmm. they they interest me. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to come up with a sporterized version of an AK. You which, should absolutely have an RPK. Every American should own an RPK. Yeah. They are so much fun. Yeah, I've got talk, a lot. Let's talk about the RPKs, Curtis. So uh, the RPK is basically an upscaled AK. Uh, it's kind of like the squad automatic weapon equivalent that you would think. So our guys run around with M4s, and you got one dude that's running around with a 249 or a Mark 46 or something like that. Uh, that's basically the same thing. It's running off drum mag, 75 round drum mag, something like that. Um, and they typically have longer, heavier barrels and oftentimes heavier receivers yeah so usually you'll find them with a milled receiver and they're shooting the it's the same around 60 by 39 and that's exactly what interests me because with an ar you can make heavy sporterized versions and the rpk is their version of that and i I think there's a niche in the market for that and so that's what that's what i had in iraq was a rpk and i kind of like to get another one so yeah let's let's throw what cj's got something to say well i just wanted to say for all of you uh for you 50R, 54R fans that you've noticed the price has crept back up on it, there's a there's a big auction going on right now, and there should be tons of 54R hitting the market before long in sardine cans at, a, at that good old surplus price that everybody's missing. So now's the time to invest in your uh, 54R guns. There you go. And where can I get those? You don't, you're going to tell them to invest in them. Tell them where to get them. I mean, it's the usual suspects. You know, you, you can you can go to Classic Firearms, of course, Centerfire, Atlantic. Give them a plug, yeah. You know, Atlantic and Centerfire. You know, they're they're your three companies. They're all East Coast companies, unfortunately for you guys out west, because um, we're mostly free here, unlike California. But those are the companies that you want to get those guns from, and they they bomb from a, a variety of locations, and right. and they're not um, they they're not heavily into the the new manufactured guns that you have to worry about. There are a lot of the actual military guns that were demailed and then, and then U S parts put in them to make them semi-automatic and 922 R, which by the way, pioneer shortly will be doing our own 922 R's. And when that takes place, we should be having our, you should be able to have the option of getting them in the Woodstocks. Uh, and of nice. course, and of course we're doing the help up right now that are Saracoded. Uh, we start doing the 922 R on our, mm-hmm on our sporters, then we'll be having those done and they'll be battle worn and we'll have months where we'll have, you know, a limited number of do maybe special things. Maybe we'll have a, a Stalingrad model that we will only do 20 or 25 of, and that'll be it. And we'll never do it again. And that'll be a certificate with it. Nice. So some and of a couple the, some of the lead heads have been lucky enough. Uh, CJ did, uh, two of the, the help ups that we gave away were done by, by you guys. Right. So a couple of them are, are rocking the, the blackout. So if you're out there, do us a favor. Take a picture, post it, share it, send it to Marty, send it to us, do something. Oh, they've done it. You yeah, know? they're they're out there. We just keep doing it. They're out there. Yeah, you know? keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep recycling that. That's it. So let's let's talk real quick uh, before we wrap it up here, and we give we give our tenth help up away to one of the lucky leadheads. Uh, let's talk some variations. You know, you're seeing some variations of the AKs coming out with the the nine mils. Well, we're talking about. Nine mil and variations. This is our tenth episode. Yes, sir. And I know it's not an AK. Yeah. But instead of giving away an AK this time, why don't we give away a PPS forty three? Okay. In nine millimeter. There you go. Since since you missed last episode, we'll make up for last episode. You give so, away a nine wait a millimeter. Wait a, wait a minute. You're making them a nine millimeter now. Yeah, we have them in nine. There's one on the range if you'd like to shoot it. Oh, I only saw the one out there that was in the Tugarev. Oh, yeah, I don't bring out my other one yet. 
but they are here. They're for sale. We just shipped a hundred. Killing me from moving the microphone. We just shipped 147 to Classic. As a matter of fact, I think we gave away one to Timothy Yam. Uh, send me the FFL and I'll send you one along with your help up. There you go. So, so Curtis just got both. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous, leadheads. Uh, so we're going to give away a PPS 43 and 9 millimeter. Is that right? Okay. So that's what we're doing. So that's going to be a great giveaway. So even more uh, incentive for you guys to hang on to the end of the show. And we're talking about the nine mil variant. We're seeing the AKs and nine mils. Um, KUSA's got one out. Um, Palmetto State had one out here. Um, there was uh, there was somebody else had one. I thought. Is um, it the nine by thirty nine or is it a straight nine millimeter? It's no straight nine millimeter. Straight nine. Yeah, the Luger. Yeah. yeah now there are there are people that are I know of right now that are playing with the nine by thirty nine, but. Uh, just for anybody who's interested in 9x39, it's not as com- it's it's more complex than just putting a 9x39 barrel in the thing. There's a very intricate things that have to happen with uh, the gas system, the feed, and all that. Yeah. yeah, the feed and the gas system, and some various things that are actually quite interesting. I've saw I've seen some pre-production photos that they'll be neat when you take the hand guards off of your 9x39. You know, a year or two from now when they're out on the market. Uh, but there, it's not as easy as just throwing a nine by thirty nine barrel in the thing. Now right. Wolf has nine by thirty nine uppers for an AR, and Mark Krebs has a fully functional nine by thirty nine AK that's already out on the market. The huge, the huge factor overcome was the gas and the rifling system to be in and get the accuracy to go with it. Um, you know, the 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 misconception is is the nine by thirty nine was the answer to our three hundred blackout when. Nobody could get the 9x39. Our special ops community demanded that there be a round to compete with it, and that's where the 300 blackout came out. So the 300 blackout was trying to match the 9x39. Um, so it's, it's my opinion, after firing both and seeing both fired and everything else, the 300 blackout is a better round um, that we come up with. But the 9x39, once we get the, the rifles and stuff down, because you you got to reg- remember the 9x39 rifle, was a integrated gas tube built into the barrel. So it was built in as a fully suppressed rifle versus, you know, what we are doing with ours is, you know, doing them so they're not suppressed and then added a suppressor onto them. So there was a lot of, Curtis is right on that. I was in part of the work with the design process, of course, with Wolf Ammo, consulting with them to try to get that stuff through. And it's a very difficult round to do it that being said wolf mm-hmm. wolf has uppers mark krebs is is going to be coming out with uh, custom 9 by 39 guns they're not going to be uh inexpensive but they're you know if mark makes them they're going to be great guns right yeah, good point are you seeing any other variation caliber wise out there well i think really if we of... stop at nine millimeter for an instance there's a there's a lot of different um, ideas on how to accomplish even just nine millimeter right now. Like you mm-hmm. saw the Palmetto one. I think it's running off of CZ mags. Is that what I'm seeing? They're Palmetto State mags based on the CZ. The okay. CZ, they said, will run through it, but it's their version of a yeah. magazine. Okay, cool. CZ pattern magazine. Correct. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. Yeah, we have to say that because like we want to make sure that, you know, it doesn't sound like they're they're stealing CZ sure. stuff. Right, right? that's yeah. exactly Yeah, right. um, but uh, then the, you've got uh, everything from... The Colt magazine, uh, which is my favorite magazine because it's a design for an actual machine gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> double stack mag, true double stack mag beats a single stack mag every day. Um, but I think that, that that CZ style magazine, that CZ pattern magazine, could probably compete a little bit better than the Colt magazine because they get really hard to load at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have Glock. You right. know, lots of guns that are built around the Glock mag. Yeah. So See, I'm a big fan of the, of the standard Glock mag because the majority of us carry Glocks. So right. if I have a 17 mag, if I need to switch from my handgun to my rifle, then I can do so. It's all compatible, you know? yeah. So if I've got six 33-round sticks for my AK style or any style, you know, PCC stuff, I can use that same magazine in my handgun if I have to. That's, right. It goes back to the, the tactical part of me. You know, I don't like having seven different standardization calibers, yeah. right seven different calibers seven different magazines everything. like that kind of stuff freaks me out you know oh q is absolutely correct like if you if you can if you can walk into pretty much any gun shop and find a magazine for your glock fed 
you know, nine millimeter AK, yeah. you may not be able to do that with a Colt mag or a, or, or the CZ, CZ mag. Yeah, right. So those exactly. are, those are logistical problems we absolutely have to look at. No. Uh, but as far as, like, which is why the majority of the people, when they're making these nine millimeter style, or it's an AR and AK, they're, they're going to the Glock. Right. But there are certain um, considerations that have to be made when using a Glock because if you look at the the grip angle of a Glock, the magazine was designed to go inside of a pistol that your hands and face in a certain way. Yeah. So now you've got a swooping of the mag, if you will, towards the rear of the gun, and that creates. But sort if you're of, used to the Glock, then you're used to the angle. Yeah, you but know, it, so it, it just kind of it, it's more on the feed feed ramp. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I would say more more on along the, the lines of, of yeah addressing concerns inside the firearm on how to get it to yeah. feed properly, and then uh, also, in my opinion, not to crap on Q or anything, I think they look they don't they're not aesthetically pleasing. They are, to no, me. they are not aesthetically pleasing at all. I think that the Scorpion mags look great. I think that the Colt magazines look great. Mm-hmm. I just like the the ability to. You know, because that's what you run to standardize exactly. everything. You use the Glock mags, yeah. You know? Yep, that's yeah. exactly right. One hundred percent. Simple, simple, simple. So uh, we're also seeing these these hybrids. Where well, are you going? Well, one thing to hit the one thing to hit on the Glock mags really quick is uh, you have companies like SGM Tactical, which has made a similar Glock mag that works in Glocks and mm-hmm. everything else, and the price point on it is so inexpensive. I mean, you have their forty-five round magazines that you can pick up for fifteen bucks. Right. You know they're durable. They last really well. There's still a lot of polymer. Yeah. So well, you got Magpul really making really making some also. But yeah, there's a lot of aftermarket similar style that are very inexpensive. But yeah, definitely. and Pioneer is we are looking at uh, starting to do our own nine millimeter in an AK. One of the problems that that we have, like I said, is we make military guns. You know, so our percentage that we have to the American market, for instance, at any given time. Um, the guns that we have, there's a variation of maybe, you know, a thousand guns a month. And that's if we're really pushing production. Yeah. So we don't put that many guns out on the market, you know, that, and we have them at a great price, um, you know, and we, we try to put a good mix in there, you know, nine by 19, seven, six, two by 25. Is anybody getting a signal? Can you like get to Instagram or anything like that? We got to, got to find a winner. I can't get to. Instagram on what? Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. On what? Hmm. Instagram on what? No, so I, I think we'll go. No I think we'll pick a winner from Pioneer Arms USA. Just look at the leadheads who've been going and commenting and doing stuff on your your Instagram. Let's reward one of them with a with the the pick today. I don't know. Here's Pioneer USA. I don't know how to pick the. You find somebody. Yeah, I, I, okay. I can't access it. I'll go through. This is the one place I've been in the country that Verizon does not work. Exactly. Okay. I think good, that's on purpose. Good with that. Yeah. So um, we've got a lot more to talk about, and we're going to save that for another episode of the uh, the Talking Lead AK Corner. We want to we want to get into the hybrids. You know, I want to talk about the hybrid, the mutant uh, AK AR. You know, things that are out, amalgamations that are out there. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> well, you know, you have. We, we have more than just two issues left, right? We're going to go ahead and Pioneer's going to go ahead and extend the AK corner for another year. Well, look at there, guys. Boom. I mean, he's, he's dropping this on me. And this is the guy who said he had no big news, right? <laughs> <laughs> All this other stuff, and then on top of that, we've extended it for another year. So and thrown in 22. There you go, Leadheads. Your, your, your wishes have been granted. CJ uh, has extended it. Uh, so, And did you say we're still giving away more AKs, too, during... I think we're going to be uh, we're going to announce it as the shows go along, so it may not be every single show. Okay. Or it might be every show. You never know. You've got to you've got to listen. It could be. And with all this new stuff you got coming out, you know, we could be doing some parts. We could be doing you know whatever. You never know. Maybe maybe with blackout. Exactly. With with Q over here, we might be looking at maybe doing some some Terracote stuff too. Speaking you know, of blackout, I, we need a three hundred blackout AK. 300 blackout right now is being tested by um, one of the larger Russian ammo companies to start bringing it in in steel case. Because, um, uh, as CJ said earlier, right, uh, America just does it better sometimes, and uh, 300 blackout is 
definitely got that nine by thirty nine beat. Well, I don't know. It's my favorite round. I don't know that Sorry. it has it beat. Oh yes, it does. <laughs> uh, when you fire it, when you fire the performance through their gun versus our gun, it's it is there's a definite disadvantage to our versus versus theirs. However, I personally like the three hundred blackout over the nine by thirty nine. Well, I think you also have to look at the platform it was designed for. You know, you it's it's very difficult to. You know, I, I extrapolated there. It's very difficult to compare two cartridges that were designed for completely different guns that were designed to be built from the ground up completely differently. Uh, so it's, it's hard to stack them up side by side. You well, you, you, the big thing we're looking at is that you have a company that builds stuff out of steel case with, you know, boxer primers to go up in it. It's a, it's a copper-washed steel jacket with lead, and then you have Hornaday. You know, making the ammunition where they have, where they're checking the different temperatures. And if it changes one millibar, you know, as far as the barometric pressure goes, they kill that lot so that the bullets all fly the same. So there's a lot of difference in the testing and development and stuff in it. I mean, I have, I've worked with Wolf in actually testing and developing the steel case, uh, 6.5 Grendelwamma, which we had here. Um, we tested it here in my range in Florida. And I know the humidity and, and the Russians, the way that they, they did it, they don't necessarily do it the best and they don't necessarily do it better than us but they definitely do it simpler and less expensive than we do and with a lot of our customers coming the AKs that's the point that they're looking at is the price point you know uh, with that unless they want to go pay get a milled receiver and pay $1,500 for a gun that's going to shoot just like that's another thing I want want to get your opinion on the milled versus the stamp we're going to say that for another show uh, if you would, if you would join yeah, us, sure, again for I'll show. absolutely do that. But if I could say one thing real yeah, quick absolutely. on that, that expands on uh, what CJ was saying is, I think that initially the AK, the AK's popularity. You know, uh, you guys said that it used to it used to be thought of as the bad guy gun. I think that the popularity of the AK initially started because of price point, um, but now I think that a lot of people have expanded into the AK because it gives you something the AR doesn't, which is artisanry. If you look at these, these are guns that are handmade, fitted, and these are these are uh, guns that are made by skilled laborers over over guns that are basically slapped together because they're all CNC machined and they all fit, you know, together. And, I mean, I personally have put together, you know, 20, 30 AR-15s. And I don't even have the anywhere close to the equipment to assemble an AK. In right, my, you yeah. know. So... Uh, there's just a difference there, and I think a lot of people appreciate those guns that are made properly and are made by that skilled laborer. And that's I think there's a new component to that in the AK world. There's a sense of pride in that rifle uh, in the market today. Right. Very good. So we've got uh, a lot more to talk about on AKs, guys. So our, our regularly scheduled 12-part series, we're in part 10 now. we got two more to go, and then we're going to kick it off again with 12 more. So this is this is great, CJ. Thank you for doing that. I know the leadheads greatly appreciate it. Make sure you go to Pioneer Arms. Go to Big Three East Media. Also, that's CJ's personal if, Instagram. If if we can get these certain guns manufactured and up on time, the ones that we have fifteen hundred PM sixty threes. If uh, we can get those up, and I can finagle one. Uh, we may be giving away a PM sixty three. Whoa! To kick off the new year. Okay, there you go. So I've got it recorded. Well, I'll remind him. <laughs> we don't have Schwell here, but we got Q. Q will remind him also. So it's time. It's time to give the give away the the PPS. Let's go. I think we should go to Pioneer Arm USA Instagram. Because I want to see how much you guys are following them, not just me. Because the whole thing is, you know, we got to show love to our sponsors. We we have an Instagram page. You you do. It's it's Pioneer <laughs> Arms USA. Swell's okay, Swell's doing that. I'm Schwell's, not a big social media guy. Swell's doing good, and they've got their own model, their own AK model. It just happens to be Q himself. That's right. <laughs> so I'm looking at a post right now that they did. Uh, I don't know. It's like four or five posts to go. And it's a Q sitting there rocking one of the uh, sporters, Pioneer Arms sporters. And uh, I'm just going to go through here and see who's commented. There's there's a lot of likes, so let's let's read the likes. But we're going to read the comments too. And I'm going to give you I'm going to throw out like three names, and then 
you're going to pick the winner, CJ? Or do you want Q to pick the winner? You pick it? Okay. We'll John pick it. You want John to pick it? Okay, that's good. He's a good neutral party. That'll that'll be good. So uh, I'm going through here. The AK Road Scholar, the League of Pirates, uh, Sin Floverland, uh, Gun Channels, John Hollister, Talking Lead. Hey, there we go. I'm I'm not eligible though. Flippu Flippu built. Uh, Patrick Lynch, Relic, Darth Beard, Pew Pew M. Uh, Pew Pew M used to be Dis- Disruptive Tactic Inks. He changed his name. He got a uh, a free fighting rifle course by doing that. So congratulations to him. Schwell doesn't count. Franklin Army doesn't count. Uh, American Kid. Uh, let's see. I don't know even how to say that. Case Christensen. So there's a bunch of you guys on here. So thank you for doing it. Big Papa 94. So let's go with Big Papa 94. Let's go with uh, Tandem Dooley won it last episode, so he's not eligible. He won that one. Uh, let's go with him and Patrick Lynch, 70281, and one more. I think you're just saying him because you could pronounce Can I can say it? <laughs> that has a huge benefit. Uh, and let's do – who did I say? I said Papa94, mm-hmm. Patrick Lynch, and uh, James the Third. Which is John Adams the third. So you got those three. Let's go with James the third. James the third. Okay. There you go. You that's, are the winner. That's who I would not have went with. So <laughs> that's there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I instinctively knew that. So You are the winner of the tell them all about the prize of the glorious prizes they have won. Uh, what you're Don getting Pardo. is is you're getting a uh, PPS forty three. Uh, that we've converted into nine millimeter version runs really well you'll get two magazines with that and a cleaning rod a nice uh pioneer arms sticker to go with it for the back window of your vehicle um and an owner's manual which will probably say that it is a 762 by 25 okay so (laughs) so when you get that don't be surprised it'll be stamped nine by 19 right on the side of it don't get confused um it's one of the great guns out there, and, and you'll have many hours of uh, shooting it. And it very is a good. pistol, and it is very easy to convert over to an SBR. And if you decide to do that, make sure you do all the pri- paperwork so that uh, you're legal. Very good. Congratulations. Shoot me an email, talkinglet at gmail.com. Uh, your FFL info, I'll forward all that information over to Schwell, and uh, he'll get that to you. If you're not eligible, let me know. Uh, because you're just going to waste your time and our time both because you're not going to get the, the firearm. Yeah, and if, yeah, for the you guys who come up to not eligible, we, we've done some, uh, some we've done a very few T-shirts that are custom, and if you guys come up with that and, and you're not eligible on stuff, we'll make sure that we get you a care package out there, whether it's um, whether we have to go out and look for something that's legal in your area or some T-shirts or some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that. Very good. And uh, pick one more. Pick one more winner because Occam Defense is giving away some stuff, too. Let's go with League of Pirates. League of Let's Pirates. Let's go with Pirates. Okay. Le- League of Pirates, if you're listening to this, uh, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, and uh, you'll get a nice little swag bag from Occam Defense. So thanks to Brian Keeney for putting that together for us. All right, guys. Until next episode. Thanks Appreciate so much. Appreciate it very much. Can you give out your all your info again? Blackout Custom Cerakote. Come see us. There you go. Curtis? You can find me at the VSO Gun Channel. So uh, we're on Full 30 and on YouTube. Also run a Facebook page, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. It's all the same. You can you also go. find him now on the big stage. <laughs> on the big stage. Performing what, center did stage. I, do it like that? I took my headphones off, so I can't tell what I'm doing. You're With good. his pink ear pro. <laughs> and then, of course, Pioneer Arms. You go to it's pac-usa.com is the website. And if you're, you want to buy them, it's the classic... Right, Classic is, classic has them now. There's a couple other distributors that so you'll be able to get them at your local gun shop. Uh, and you'll be able to find me at the in Wolf booth at NRA. There you go. And guaranteed two more that we're giving away for the, the first 12 series. So you still got a chance to, to win one. It's going to be something. Don't know what yet. But we'll, <laughs> we'll figure out something. Something's coming Nine up. 9 mils, 762 by 25, Sporter, Help Up. Might even have the 22s in, but you never know. Oh, that'd be sweet. Very good. Until next time, guys.